0: Mike and his family have escaped a vast zombie horde to find themselves imprisoned by the clandestine group that seeks global domination by the most nefarious means possible. Help is coming! In the form of a 500-year-old Pop-Tart- Pop-Tart- Thank you. Pop-Tart- You say that. Pop-Tart-loving vampire named Tommy. Will he be enough to get the Talbots to freedom? Or will he succumb to the monsters new and old? On top of it all, Mike discovers that he is in the crosshairs of an ancient enemy, and it is only a matter of time before the final showdown. Typical. In Zombie Follow, Book 8, An Old Beginning, this is the Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. And we are live. So <laughs> I love that. what's up there, party people? Chronicles of Michael Talbot, six p.m. here on Wednesday. I'm going to try and look at the camera and not the computer screen, so everything's kind of up high a little bit. So joining me, as always, is my kick-ass, awesome co-host Amber.
1: What's up, everybody?
0: Back in his Burt Reynolds pose, out of the closet this week. Or oh, where were you last week? At Mister Aaron. Aaron, where were you last week when you tried to jump on? I look like
2: you were. Yeah, like I was on the. Um, yeah, I was at work, and we have this like closet in the back that's kind of like a dungeon. So I was like, oh no, it'll bother me back here. But I guess the you know 1975 Wi-Fi that we have back there didn't uh, connect through the you know the storm cellar. So uh, yeah I'm I'm at home this week and we got good Wi-Fi here so I'm good.
0: Awesome. And joining us for the first time is Mr. Robbie. Robbie how are you tonight sir?
3: Good you. How are you doing? Thank good. you for having me.
0: Hey no problem we're excited to have you on. So all right, so a few notes before we get started. Um, next week is going to be the last show of the year. Um, the week after, on the 20th, Mark is going <laughs> to join Amber and I for a live in-chat conversation. Um, actually, Amber, I'm not even sure if I told you that yet. Uh, we did talk, talk about this <laughs> last week. <Nope. laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, Mark's going to be our guest on the 20th. And people can go live and they can chat with Mark and kind of like we're doing here, just kind of end of the year. And then the following week, we're just going to take the the, the last week of the year off, just kind of decompress. And then we're going to kick things back up again, starting in 2024.
1: Yep. Everybody bring watching- your questions and everything for uh, Mark and he will answer them to the best of his abilities with a snoring uh um, uh, English bulldog in the background probably Chloe
0: Chloe will be in the background <laughs> snoring away so uh, we got nobody watching yet. so rules for tonight if you want to win the cameo from mark, you have to click the like button so we have your name. We can't see who views it. You have to click like and then we can see who liked it and then from there we're gonna pick three people and then those three people, are going to be entered into a random drawing, and then we are going to pick one. We're going to send it off to Mark, and Mark is going to work his movie magic and give one lucky viewer a holiday cameo. He might dress like an elf for Santa Claus. Who knows with Mark? He's crazy like that, you know? So that is how it is. I want to find out how we can find out who's watching. I want to click on that. Oops, somebody clicked the like already. There yeah. we go. It's probably Love Marriott. that. Get it popping. Yeah, hit
1: hit, it's, hit it's the like button as much as possible. <laughs> it, is it is not me, I promise.
0: All right, good. <laughs> so, all right. So we are here discussing book eight in the zombie fallout series. Um, the title, I forgot to write the title down. It is like a new beginning or something like that. I'm, I'm totally drawing a blank on it. I didn't take as many extensive notes as I normally do. This has just been a long week. From me with work, and I've just kind of been in that zone, in mode. So, but um, yeah, you've
2: been upset about work this week on Facebook. You've been mad about work. I've been like, "Damn, Jeff, going through (laughs) it, bro."
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's like, don't don't tell me something that I'm not doing right, and I've been with (laughs) the company a year and a half. Okay, what's up, Chris? Uh, And then today, the bin that they put to put your paperwork in when you have certain things. Isn't there? So I'm like, you're so full of shit. This bin has not been (laughs) here for two for a year and a half that I'm supposed to do this. You're so full of crap. But you know, that's just that's just the way things.
2: When you're stressed out, it's always the it's always the littlest thing that finally just tips it over. You know what I mean? It's that last drop of water that (laughs) spills it on you. You're like, damn
1: it! Why? Yep. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Right, Right when you drop your keys, as soon as you walk in about to walk into the house, you drop your keys. You're like. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is exactly
2: what's
0: happening. That is
1: exactly what's
0: happening. And that's that's this the is it. This is what
2: caused Dahmer to fucking tip the scales. This is what caused Dahmer to do it. This last <laughs> fucking thing right here. This Ben at Jeff's Works, what fucking made Dahmer eat all those dudes. Oh, I get it.
0: <laughs> Freaking been a crazy, crazy week. So I am happy that it is, uh, that it's almost over. So, uh, an old beginning. That is the title of Book 8, An Old Beginning. It's actually one of the covers that isn't the CGI or you know, the, the the stock footage that they made of Mike with the new covers. It's still a zombie on it, which I actually like this cover better.
1: Yeah, tell me if you guys think, I kind of think that zombie looks like straight out of Resident Evil. Like yeah, the, the way it looks, it definitely looks like a Resident <laughs> Evil zombie. Like well, its eyes are
0: its eyes are glowing, too, in the picture. So it's got like that Halloween town or zombie town yeah. type of feel to it. Ah, uh, who is this guy in the chat?
2: Ah, <laughs> uh, this, this fucking guy.
0: This book is horrible. I don't even know what you're talking about.
3: <laughs> I <can't>. see. <laughs> Hi,
0: Mark. Mark, we would just <laughs> everybody that you are going to dress as Santa Claus when you do your Christmas cameo uh, for the winter. So, Get your ho ho ho's ready and everything else there, buddy. Okay. People will be very disappointed. So
2: bring out that elf thong.
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. All right. Gonna so, get our money's worth. Yeah, exactly. Uh, book eight starts. Now we find out in this story that this is the lab where the shit went down. This is where they manufactured the virus. This is where they released the virus from. And this is where they're doing all kinds of crazy crap. Uh, Will and June are the two. Oh, we lost. we, lost, we are, Robbie's back. Sorry. Um, Sorry. Well, no, no worries. That happens. Happens to me, actually. So, <laughs> uh, it's the the the, the Mensy group is where they created the zombie virus, and we found out in the last book at the end of it that Dixon is in charge of it, right by Dano's side. Now, Den, Senator Deneau, this is where the, the Illuminati or the world powers or whatever you want to call them. They think they're going to take over the world the, the jackasses, so to speak, um, you know, it's all white men, old white men just want to rule the world. That's just the way it is. Sorry. I'm, I'm
1: glad you said it. Oh, it <laughs> is. It's so, it so
0: is, you know, that's just, that's just life. Whenever you see some bad shit or somebody's trying to take over it's some old white dude. Just trying to get back up there, you know, on the totem pole. And it's like, no, guess what? You're gonna, you're gonna you gonna end up killing everybody and destroying the world. That's just the way it is. 100 so, percent Uh they enter into the into the, the Demency group, the Demency Center, uh, and they're looking at a sample of Mike's blood because Dixon, in order for him to rule the world, needs to have Mike's vampire blood inside of him. He wants to be. The head honcho, but Mike's blood cannot survive outside of the host. Once they take it out of him and they put it in the freezer, they do whatever with it, it dies. It's just not surviving. So Dixon's kind of irritated. We find out that June is kind of not falling into line with what the narrative is at the Demency Center because Will is trying to get the zombie virus to mutate and cross species. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if you believe all the hype and everything like that, you know, it came COVID came from bats and they're doing gain of function, all kind of research that they're doing over there. Uh and you find out that there is a giant ass gorilla in a cage because. We'll tell you, we'll talk about that afterwards, but yeah, this is where it gets, this is where it gets good. And this is where you find out where everything started. This is the, the epicenter of how the zombie virus began. Um, And Will is, is, is playing God and he's trying to do his thing and he's excited about it. And June being June is being a nice person and she just wants to save the world and do everything else that. Whenever Will is getting too involved in it, she uses her feminine power of persuasion and just, you know, gets him a little, Ugh. gets him a little kinky or whatever uh, to get him to kind of lose track of what's going on. First point off is, you know, bravo on that, Mr. Tufo, because he knows, I hate to say it, he knows men because he does. Um, that's just the way it is. Sorry. You know, we, we once we lose blood in this head, if it goes to the other head, we're not thinking straight. And, you know, Will is just one of those guys that uh, that was doing it. So that's just how it went.
1: Yeah, I feel like uh Will is definitely a good scientist as far as like he I feel like he's one of those scientists who's like excited to work at the Dementia group just because he has free reign. And mm-hmm. I know that like a lot of scientists and researchers and stuff, they have these blocks. That they can't keep going past. And I think that Will's just excited that he has all the equipment, all the tools, and he can just like just go with all mm-hmm. of his experiments and not have to go cut through any red tape. And I think that, you know, on one aspect, I get it, because he's like, I really love my work and it's just let me expand. But on the other sense, it's like you're being completely like uh, neglectful towards like what you're actually doing. Like, yes, you did create a zombie ape, but good. God man, you created a zombie ape. Like what's up? Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> so, that's really scary.
0: Yeah. Um Robbie, my apologies. We jumped right no, into things. No, you're fine. Tell me you're fine. a little bit about your backstory. How did you find Mark's stories um, because you're new to the show and what do you like so much about them?
3: Um originally I was looking at Audible. I was going to oh, it's like pre-audiobook and one led to another led to another after uh what was it seven when Eliza dies it was like book 19 book 20 already out i'm like okay guess i gotta catch up because i'm the type of person that needs to know like how the story ends you know what i mean and um yeah then after the zombie fallout i started listening to lincoln fallout and Indian hail at the same time. So, yeah, that's how I got introduced to Mark.
0: And what part of the country are you from?
3: Uh, Central New York area.
0: Oh, okay. So you're on the East. You're an East Coast boy like the rest yes. of us. Yeah. Very nice. What's up, Jason? So, um, where were we? So, yeah, they can't get it to do it. And Dixon wants Mike to do his bidding and wants Mike to basically bites somebody live to see how he can get Mike's blood into him. So he's playing a little bit of a mind game. He's letting Mike see some of his friends. Uh, BT comes in with I think pork chop um, pushing Mike around BT around in a wheelchair was probably one of the most comical parts of the story because if you picture pork chop trying to push BT into anything like why wouldn't BT just use the wheels instead of letting <laughs> Porkchop chop push him around into everything and everything uh is beyond me but I thought that part was great.
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. I got a question for you. Yeah, go ahead. So when BT and uh Mike was in uh Camp Custard they were talking about cross species. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. With the zombie thing, you think that was foreshadowing to this book?
0: Everything is always a possibility with these stories. I, I how it kind of seems to me, um, and I have no firsthand knowledge of this. I think the story gets written, and then you go back, or you as you're writing, it kind of snowballs into something else. Like Deneau was never meant to be the character that she was. She was just some old bitchy lady in the the, the cul-de-sac and the homeowners association that evolved into the big bad of this series that she is now. So do I think that that was always that way? No. Am I glad that it's gone that way? Very much so. (laughs) Very much.
2: She's a great, great, very unlikable villain. It's probably... She's probably in my top five villains that I'm just like, man, if she get hit by a truck, it wouldn't be enough. But I like listening to what she does. Like, it's just she's so shitty of a person that you just don't think there's any like you talk about Tim and Tim's great because Tim does have some sort of real odd moral compass. You know, he's not going to do anything, you know, that's you would as a normal person be like, that's that I'm not okay with that occasionally every now and then you're like eh, that's fucking gross but you know for the most part you'd be like i mean i'd do that to somebody that fucked my mom but deno would fucking murder her back teeth to use her front teeth she don't give a shit and that's a good fucking bad guy it just is like no morals no qualms it's the exact polar opposite of mike and uh, mike and tommy to my opinion 100%. 100%. yeah
0: i think it's deno and then voldemort for uh all time and Darth Vader for all-time greatest villain, in my, in my opinion. That's just me.
1: The only thing I would say about Voldemort that I just think is stupid, like I would say this for anybody, stop trying to get revenge. Like, even if like he wasn't even a, a, a solid being, and you came back to rule the wizarding world to scare the crap out of everybody. Like, mm-hmm. just go and torment everybody else. Why are you going back to the, to kill that one person? Like calm down. Like, is your ego really that bad? That's the only that's the only thing I didn't like about Voldemort. I'm like, calm down. You're doing all of this to kill a 14 year old. Like chef.
0: Yeah. It's also too Dano's kind of the same way though, where she wants she just wants to kill Mike. She wants Mike out of the yeah. way. Because I think with I think in her mind, with Mike out of the way, she's free to rule the roost. You know, Mike is Dano's mm. arch enemy. And we find out in this series that because of everything that happens, she once again has to rely on Mike, you know, yeah. Mike needs to help her and Mike being the kind hearted fool that he is. Does it, it gets to know, you know, sides with to again, it's like,
1: what the hell are you doing? But, yeah, I will say the one uh, thing to know doesn't she she will always play the best hand given to her in that moment, and mm-hmm. she knows she was screwed once the zombies got into the building, once like she didn't have control anymore. Like I think she had like what two hours of control over that facility, and then <clears> it just all went to shit. And she's like, all right, Michael is literally the only one that can get me out of here, and he's gonna hold his word. I'm back to Michael's side you know, she, at the end of the day, she will always side with her best part. Like, the best mm. hand she has, she's always going to run with it.
0: Yeah, she doesn't care who she kills or what she does, because I mean, even Dixon is kind of, you know, her romantic interest, I guess, and you know, they were kind of bumping uglies when uh she was with, you know, she was in political power <laughs> with her husband. Ugh, make your skin crawl, thinking about that. Mm. And, you know, she would, does not even hesitate that she would put a bullet in his head and get mm-hmm. rid of him.
2: You know? After she shot him in the leg and was letting him bleed out. Yep. Like, bro. Nope.
0: Does not care. Does not care at all. Robbie, yeah. what are your views on deno as you read the series?
3: I think Mike knows that she's an enemy, but it's like one of them situations. My enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm-hmm. I think he knows that and that's why he doesn't kill her off because he knows that she needs him and he needs her type of situation. Yeah. You know what I mean,
0: yeah. Cause she talks him into it. Cause she find, you find out that, you know, Mike strikes a deal with them because he's being Mike. Uh, Dixon tries to be the big old tough guy and come in and strong on Mike into giving him what he wants. And Mike ends up grabbing, you know, one of the guards, takes his gun, kills the guard, grabs Dixon, holding Dixon hostage, and negotiates the release of his friends and family to get out of the complex. And he has them take Dennis with them. It tells Dennis and BT and the kids, basically, all on their own, you know, watch after my family. Watch after your family. You're part of our family. Watch after them. All while Tommy is coming to get Mike and trying to save him. So Mike knows that it's going to be him and Tommy versus whatever is coming out there to get out of the dementia center. So the family ends up leaving. Mike wants proof that they're okay. So they have drones, they have satellites, they have everything that they could possibly want to rule the world. This is the reset This is the place where they hit the reset button. And Dixon's main goal is to become Lord over the earth, which I don't understand why anyone in their right friggin' mind would want to run this friggin' place. Like how crazy for power do you have to be a to want to be, you know, being president of one country is a hard enough job. You want to run the entire world now? Why would any of you want to do that job?
1: Hell no.
4: Damn. Hell no. Not even a little
1: bit. Look, we have like one dog and that's like, when we have a dog, like it's like one dog and that's <laughs> enough. Like you think I want to, there's too many things in, in like you got different cultural beliefs, different mindsets, backgrounds. Your people have already been running amok for how many months now? Like what makes you think you're going to be able to rest control because you have a vaccine? There's going to be a shit ton of people out there that are just like, fuck it. This is the world I live in now. I'm cool with it. And like you're like, I just think it's the most bizarre thing like ever, like mm-hmm. to break everything down and then you're responsible to build everything up. Like, what kind of God complex are you working on right now?
0: Yeah, pretty much. Uh it's th- th- there's no way in hell, and especially with the vaccine that they develop. Um, you know, we find it at the beginning with uh with Will in June that they do create a vaccine with Doc's note, they're able to get a vaccine and they're able to cure BT and Justin, which I was wondering how they were going to do that because Mike could not make the virus or Tommy couldn't make the virus stop inside anymore. So Doc before his unfortunate demise was able to generate a vaccine that makes the virus stop. Would the virus, would the vaccine make the virus stop totally in the zombies? Or because the zombies are already... Because the people that turn into zombies, they're already dead. You wouldn't be able to... so th- Reanimate them again. Right. you Would you be able to b- bring a dead person back to life after you've already killed them? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, how many... clear? how many times, you know, can you do that? And is that what that vaccine was for? Or was it when you were bitten before you turned if you gave yourself the injection... You know, the, it stops the virus inside of you. And does that make you zombie proof? Do you take it once? Is it like, or is it something like, you know, the, the flu and COVID shot, you know, where instead of getting, you know, two shots at Walgreens every year, you got to get three shots. You know, you got to get your flu shot, your COVID shot, and now uh, your zombie shot.
1: Yeah. I think they were saying that they wanted to uh, make boosters so people had to keep coming back over and over again. But I mean, it, it might save you from a bite or a scratch, but. The zombies' intentions aren't to bite or scratch you, it's to eat you. So if they mm-hmm. t- take a hunk out of the side of your face, like how quickly you're gonna run through <laughs> your booster shot, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. So and then that's nothing I would I, I think I would, you know, I am not a big I don't want to get into the whole, you know, we got into that anti vaxxing thing, which has got us kicked off of YouTube. But I don't think I wanna go back for my my zombie shot every year. You know? Nah, I'm cool i'm cool
2: with it yeah, yeah, yeah i'm completely fine with it
0: yeah exactly so um so we find out as the family is traveling away mike can see a satellite shot of the truck but then he's like whoa wait a second there's a horde of zombies heading for the dementia center and it is frigging huge like hundreds of thousands of zombies all heading directly for the area. And the people inside, Dixon and the other guys, they all think that they are secure inside. This place is impenetrable. Nothing can stop us. It's just a bunch of zombies. Not a big deal. We're all safe unless you leave the door open. And we find out that somebody not only left one door open, they left all the doors open. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, this is a big place. All the doors are open. So Mike is kind of like, okay, Tracy. Yeah. Gary, I know you're driving the truck. Uh, You're going to take a left because there's a shitload of zombies coming down the road and you don't want to get near them. Um, So they end up veering off and getting in their own little skirmish with the zombies, but the zombies are coming and they're coming for the dementia center. And Mike is in there and Tommy is in there to Dixon and a handful of other personnel. And, The shit is about to hit the fan. And this place, when it goes into lockdown, there are security measures in place. There are um, 50 cal machine guns built into the hallways that if you don't have your little, you know, your little life alert beeper on you, you're going to get blown (laughs) away if you're intruding. Like they got this place set, but we're finding out in this new world, no place is zombie proof no matter what. And they're coming for you, and it's just it's bad. There's no way in hell I would want to take on that many zombies. Hell no, <laughs>
1: absolutely not. I think the funniest part was um, the sergeant or captain or whatever. Um, that was like uh, 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 uh who's the guy that's running the place?
0: Uh, the Djer- D- uh, Nigerian, Captain Nigerian.
1: Nigerian, yeah, Captain Nigerian, like he. It's so funny. He kept saying, like, this, the zombies can't get in. And Tommy's like, I got in. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's like, <clears throat> like, I got in. No problem. Like, we're
3: good. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think that's... Go ahead, Rob. Did they ever explain how Tommy got in? There was an open uh, door.
1: Yeah, and he yeah. was following behind that group of people um, that was uh, coming into the... Uh, that was coming back from the uh, road trip that they were ha- that they were having so he was following behind them and was able to get in that way
0: yeah mm-hmm. one of the chapters is just is Tommy's story it talks about from when Tommy fell out of the helicopter how he survived that to how he got into the dementia center to save mike
4: so- yeah, he hunted a
2: couple people, and they don't say that he stole their uniform, but he just – then the conversation a little while later is, hey, I'm, I'm actually just running with a bunch of troops because no one knows what the fuck is happening. So I'm just running along with them, and I guess they kind of assume that he's in their uniform, so I guess he probably took the uniform of one of the people that he ate outside. And then he kind of yeah. hid that from Mike. I don't know if you guys caught that one. He was like ashamed yeah. and abashed that he drank somebody right beforehand. So um, I think that's probably – Maybe a little bit of uh, foreshadowing of Tommy's, uh, you know, just his darker side that you don't really see ever.
1: Is it darker or is it necessary? I mean, he broke his leg, like in three ribs. He was like, "I need blood." To it's just like saying, "I need ibuprofen for this headache." Like, it's oh, patient. oh, I'm not saying <laughs> him doing that's a
2: problem. Like, I'd, I'd, I'd vampire all day. I'm saying all him day. not telling Mike.
1: Ah, uh, true. Yeah, he's still a little ashamed of it. I think. Yeah. Mm Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I wouldn't be. I'm like, it had to happen. Like the fact that the fact that they call him a very a uh, uh, big boy, like they've always said he's a he's a heavier kid, and the fact that he was he still got away from a horde of zombies with a broken leg and three cracked ribs, it's like, bro, like what is mm-hmm. what is going on? Like that's crazy. Mm-hmm.
0: And you find out too that Tommy's kind of like the Flash. He sees, he can move faster than the zombies can like he explained it how my how he got away from the zombies last time when he fell from the helicopter is that he can think faster than the zombies are because he has the sight has the, the the foreshadow sight that he can move faster than the zombies so what we see the zombies as like moving in slow motion tommy can weave in and out of them and and get around them so tommy's obviously very fast and can get away from the zombies as well um, quick note to everybody out there watching make sure you click the like button to get entered into the uh free cameo that we are giving away with Mark. So I just see six people up there watching and only three likes. You got to hit the like button so your name uh, we have access to your name. There's four. Thank you very much. You are now entered into the drawing. Um, back to the story. So Tommy's Tommy ends up meeting up with Mike, Mike ends up stealing. One of the the little badges, but Dixon gets away. Dixon being Dixon because he's very sly and he's a, you know, uh, an agent of Deneau ends up getting away. So Mike and uh, I just said the uh, Niger, Nigerian. Captain Nigerian end up going to Deneau's office to try to find them and find out what's going on. Because Deneau in the middle of this has access to the PA system and says, Mike, we have a problem. I need your help. You need to come find me. Let's call a truce uh, because there's a horde of zombies coming this way. So we lost Aaron. Oops. Yeah. He'll come back.
1: He always does. (laughs) What's up,
0: Ivan? Ivan, love this. Almost 10-year Talbot fan. I like a Talbot fan. Let's bring Aaron back in. Aaron, you good? Bad.
4: Right. Yeah, Aaron yeah, yeah. Sorry. Aaron My rolled
0: bad. over on his uh, his iPad and hit the off button.
4: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so um, I think it's hilarious that when they're going looking for Dixon in the office or going to find a no, they can uh, he automatically knows which office this is his because there's a giant mahogany door that has no business being in this hallway or whatever it is, but because it's grand and powerful. Uh, you know, the the all exultant ruling white man has to have the really expensive office with a mahogany door, which a door is a door. It doesn't have to be fancy wood <laughs> or whatever, but it is. So they get into the office and he finds Deneau shot Dixon in the leg uh, and is holding him kind of hostage. And he's all, oh, I loved you and we could have ruled the world together and blah, blah, blah. And Deneau doesn't give a flying F about him she's do you think to was ever a real person or did she become that way because she was married to a politician
3: robbie what do you think i think when she started getting the taste of power it might have consumed her you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and just wanted more and more and more and We get to this point where it says all she wants.
0: Yeah, power corrupts without a doubt. And I think once she got a little bit of power with her husband, she wanted more. You know, she was the puppet master pulling the strings behind her husband. And I think that's that was she didn't want to get elected into office. She wasn't going to be part of the dementia group, but she was going to be there anyway. She wanted that position no matter what. And she doesn't care who she has to screw uh, uh, or screw over to get it. And she's done it. She's ascended to the the head of that base. Um, Mm -hmm. And that's just, so she once again has to convince Mike to help her. And I wish I could say that this is the last time that she does it with Mike, but she,
1: she does it again. Doesn't she in another book? She does. She Remember, does.
2: So many times. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, what, yeah. Aaron,
1: what do you, what do you think? Do you think she became a villain or she's always been a villain?
2: I think she's always been a villain. Cause I think there was a mention around this time where she's talking about her past and she shows a picture of this woman. She's like, that's my twin sister. Um, I, subbed for her at some point or something like that and her no, sister was, her twin sister's hot
0: she was on an episode of as the world turns and she played yeah. the, twin, the evil twin sister but they looked nothing alike
2: oh okay that i thought a she, was a she was, twin was talking sister. about oh, okay i missed that one sorry i was gonna say that maybe all of the all of the good went to the twin but i guess there was a twin maybe she <laughs> ate the twin in utero <laughs> and all the good was in that twin but i don't think she was ever good
0: no, I, I don't think she that. was either. I don't think she was yeah. either.
1: Yeah, there's so. no way you just you just start being that much of a badass. Like she knew she knew from the rip she wanted power, she needs to find a malleable man who had potential. And it's like, now you're gonna rise to power. And I I feel like a part of me is like um like every evil stepmother who grooms their kid, uh, what was that show? Uh, Tangled like the grandmother who's like the mom that like groomed her kids to be like the perfect kid or whatever. And then they act out and now she's pissed off at the kid. Like that's how she felt about her husband cheating. It's like, I don't care if you cheat, but now you're going to divorce me and leave me broke. Nah, we're not doing that. <laughs> like, which makes sense. It's like, do it like, like do whatever you want. Like she's like, do whatever you want. I don't care, but you're going to leave me broke. Uh, No, we're not doing that. No,
0: no. Nate, you could not be, wronger. She is an
2: angel of <laughs>
0: death. She is not an angel.
2: <laughs> Demons or angels?
3: I'd say <laughs> that is I'd true. I'd say angel of chaos.
0: Yeah, pretty she's she I think Deno is a descendant or Poina is working with Deno or kind of the backstrings of of with Deno and
1: Poina just to yeah. mess with Mike. Like they're besties. Like they text mm-hmm. off yeah,
2: I, I still feel like Poeena's working for Deno. I, I just I can't think of anybody that's more <laughs> superior than Deno. Hundred percent, hundred percent. You had to kill her with a nuke. I mean, that's not normal. <laughs>
1: hopefully, it, hopefully it didn't ruin it. That was a big one.
0: But it worked out. What's up, Summer?
1: So, um, yeah, every everybody, don't forget uh, like the um, like the live right now for a chance to win a free cameo with uh, Mark. And uh, we will be choosing the winner um, from all the likes that are on this page. So just go ahead and um, do the like. We'll do a random drawing to see who gets to win that cameo for Mark. He might wear an elf costume. Okay. So I think that makes it. (laughs) (laughs) He's so going to kill
4: us.
0: He's like, I "I don't even own a fucking elf costume. How am I going to dress like one?
1: (laughs) Get the Amazon account. Damn it.
2: Uh (laughs) Wear that thing out. Yeah. Amber can give you some good reviews on something.
1: That I you
4: know.
1: <laughs> so. Oh, Aaron, I also don't think you heard my comment last time because your service was going in and out so much, but because <laughs> you were in a closet, I was like, if you need help coming up the closet, I got you.
2: <laughs> uh. <laughs> it was a good one. Yeah, that was a good one. That was good. one. I could appreciate that.
0: <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, excuse me. So. Deneau has to work. Mike has to work with Deneau to get out because only Deneau knows the codes to the servers. Only Deneau knows how to shut down the entire base because Dixon, if Dixon is left in charge, it's basically, she's playing Dixon off of Mike saying, if you leave him in charge and you leave him alive, he's going to start things back up again. He's got a drone following your family and he's going to bomb them because the truck that he gave to Mike's family to get away was, you know, GPS, it's a military vehicle. Of course it's tracked, but Dixon is so hell bent on being ruler of the world that he was going to kill Mike's family just to get Mike to do what he wants. So Deneau's telling Mike, listen, he's a bad dude. He's the bad guy. He was going to do all the shit to you. I'll just help you get out, which you got to wonder in yourself, will Dano help them get out? Or is it the second she finds a way to escape, she's going to, but she needs their help? Hmm. Let's find out, because that's what she thinks. Would you guys trust Deneau? In this situation, Deneau. you're standing in the office, Deneau versus Dixon, who do you take?
1: deno it's the evil you know. It's the evil you fucking know, man. Okay.
0: Robbie, who would you take, Dixon or Deneau? I'd, I'd take a chance on Dixon. Okay, but even though, and I'm your opinion is your opinion. You are entitled to it. But even knowing that Dixon wants you to bite him or wants your blood, basically wants to kill Mike, drain his blood to put his blood into into Dixon, so Dixon can live forever and control the world. Not trying to sway your answer. That that's my that's my
3: thought. Here's the thing: if I was Mike in that position, I think. Dixon, and once I have the opportunity to kill him off,
4: Mm -hmm.
3: once he gets done with everything, because there's knowing how I'm going to trust to know. Good point. Good point.
2: Aaron, what about you? I'd trust Izzy before either of them. <laughs> take, take me with the fucking gorilla, bro. At least I know what that motherfucker wants. These other two people want to fuck everything up. This gorilla just wants to eat some shit. I'm fine. Take me with her. I'm good.
1: Yeah. So, you're not wrong. You're not wrong.
2: You got
4: one.
0: We find out that there's a whole like Planet of the Apes style thing going on. We're in the lab. Will has genetically modified the zombie virus in giving it to a silverback gorilla, which in itself is horrifying on its own. It does not need to be infected with the zombie virus. But on top of it, it has done some crazy ass Caesar shit and made the gorilla smarter. Uh, If you haven't seen Planet of the Apes, y'all should. It's a really great series. I'll
2: say that was a good reference. That was a good reference. I appreciate
0: it. I saw the trailer. I saw the trailer for. for the new movie coming out. Yeah, it looks actually pretty good too. Yeah. Uh, they're doing a fourth one. Oh, and if you guys haven't seen Godzilla minus 1 and you're a Godzilla fan, it is hands down the best Godzilla movie ever made. It was awesome. So, go I'll see it. Check that out. It's really, um, really good.
1: I think I know they said in the book uh the the female scientist said that um uh, Iggy was like a special case because he kind of bridged that gap to be able to actually handle the virus, but I'm I, Oh, God, I think just something with that much potential for harm is like where really smart people do idiotic shit. You know what I mean? Like they just didn't consider like there's probably thousands of types of monkeys and, and stuff out there. Try the monkeys. You know what I mean? I wouldn't be scared of a 10 pound monkey. You know what I mean? Like, let's get monkeys and let's gradually go up. You know, you got time. You ain't got but number time and opportunity. Okay. So let's let's not do something so dramatically <laughs> scary first. You know what I mean? It's just like to me, that's just bananas. That's just bananas. I me.
0: thought about that in my that's a pun. The way I think they do it is because <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Is their genetic DNA isn't like their chromosomes, their DNA just like one off from ours? Yeah. Like gorillas, yeah. Or yeah.
3: something like chimpanzees. that, point two percent away from human DNA. Right, that, that
0: that's so different that you can kind of use them, but don't use a silverback gorilla. That's like giving
1: it to the Hulk. The you biggest know? motherfucker, the biggest fucking thing out there. Like come yeah. oh, <laughs> on, yep. their canines are like this big.
4: Yeah.
0: And you find out that when Deneau shuts down uh, the building, shuts down the security systems, the lock to the ape cage gets opened and Iggy gets out. Oh, no, Iggy doesn't get out. Iggy... Go ahead, Abby. You're going to correct me. I I was totally wrong. No, no,
1: this fucking smart-ass silverback gorilla figured out (laughs) that he could just take the body and then put the key card against the lock. That's what the fuck happened. He didn't. (laughs) I was like,
0: what the fuck? No. Will gets a little too close to the cage, and he rips off... This is Okay, again, this is how smart the gorilla is. It rips off Will's arm so he can eat it because the zombie virus doesn't like to eat the dead. It only eat a person so far as to when they're dead. It's kind of the whole uh interview with a vampire, never drink the blood of the dead type of thing. And I, I can't believe I remembered mm-hmm. that line because I saw that movie in the theater when it first came out and I haven't watched it since. Um, but you, <laughs> zombies don't want to eat. Lie. Don't lie. Don't die. lie, Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy to- a good Tom Cruise movie. Uh, I really <laughs> do. But anyway, um that they don't want to eat dead so as you're eating someone when they die they don't want to eat it so he rips off his arm to eat his arm and he's not dead yet but he's passed out from the pain so what Iggy does is he realizes that the key card has to be close to the sensor picks up his body and moves it toward the sensor and that is when June has her oh shit shit moment moment. this gorilla (laughs) is about to come out I'm gonna die which happens Mm-hmm. That, that's
1: frightening. It's so yeah, frightening.
0: It, it's a do, It's an island of Doctor Moreau moment, where the you know the 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 zombie gorilla is showing human traits, and he's thinking, and he's a he's strong as hell, he's smart as hell, and he's a zombie. Not a good combination mm-mm,
4: mm-mm. at all.
0: Do we ever? And I know we're skipping ahead, and I I don't remember it. Do we ever find out? what happens to Iggy I know he comes back yeah he does, does, he, high, he does he die in the nuclear explosion
1: though
4: he yeah, kills no?
1: he I think he kills Deno, doesn't he no no he tries to kill the no the no ends up killing Iggy but um he does end up escaping but they they say it in this book like he they saw him run like they've seen him escape yeah. the thing and even Mike. yeah yeah, he said if he had a better shot he would have got it, but he was like, "Oh, I'll never see." He's like, "I'll probably never see that ape again." And it's like, I knew the answer before. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: yeah, I think they year. died together. I think him yeah. and Dino, I think the ape and Dino died together. That's why I thought that, that yeah. Iggy might have killed Dino.
0: Yeah, I remember that part briefly. I don't I remember something happened, but I knew he came back um but yeah, some of you are right. He does make it to Aetna station. Uh which is which is good. So save the gorillas, even the zombie ones.
2: Hey, can I answer a question that I saw Jason ask earlier? Um, gorilla Absolutely. biting a gorilla wouldn't make it zombie because they made Iggy where Iggy couldn't transmit the virus. Iggy only had the hunger.
1: Oh, I didn't know that part.
2: Say oh, that, that again? That question right there. That yep. question right there? Yeah. So, so um, the they gorilla. talked about it. It can't bite any. It can't transmit the virus. So Iggy is, uh, I guess, the opposite of, uh, I guess, Iggy's Magic Johnson. They're never going to pass on the problem that it has. So That's the best it,
1: analogy I've ever heard in my life. That's <laughs> the best analogy. Yeah, thank you for that.
2: So, yeah, yeah, they they made Iggy where Iggy can't pass on the virus. So yeah. <laughs>
1: okay. Oh
0: shit! I'm sorry. That was great. Thank you, oh, Larry, great. for that. I needed that laugh. I had a long day, yeah. as you can tell by my yeah. Facebook posts. Um, <laughs> Anytime.
2: Anytime. Anytime.
0: I, pre- I appreciate
1: that. Thank you. Um, oh, shit. Where was I? What were we talking about? <laughs> uh, so we're basically at the part where, like, uh, Mike Mike and Denoa and Tommy are trying to escape, and um, we didn't get to any of the server rooms or anything like that. Oh, that's right. So
0: they get... They end up getting out of the 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 the, the hallway. They get out of Dano's office. They got the little key card to stop the 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 fifty cal guns. And Dano tells them where the server is. That they're going to shut the entire place down. And Mike has it set up. They have it set up that uh, Captain Nigerian knows that there's a backup in the server, but he's not telling Mike. So Mike has it out with Nigerian, just ends up killing. Is this does he killing Nigerian or does Dino kill Nigerian Dino. for lying? Actually, no. Dino. Okay, Dino. Fucking okay. Dino. That's a new shirt I'm gonna have made. Fucking Dino. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> Dino. <laughs> so uh, they end up destroying all the service. and they start to head toward. Uh, it says like the animal lab or something like that because they're trying to get out, and they get the zombies are coming down the hallway and Mike Tommy. Is it Mike, Tommy, and Deneau are just stuck in like a, a little lab area with Iggy on the other side of the security door? And didn't you got then, zombies on one side, and then you got you don't know what they think it's just a giant something, a Bigfoot uh, ready to come through the other side of the door. Didn't,
4: uh,
3: Mike saved a couple soldiers from the hallway. Yep. Oh, that's
2: right. That's, the right. that's
3: right. The brothers, the two brothers. <laughs>
2: Yeah, the Jameson brothers.
0: Yeah, Jimmy Jimmy Jameson and James Jameson or whatever the hell it was. Yep.
2: And there was another one there, but I think he got whacked pretty quick.
0: Yeah, he gets hit with the door, doesn't he? When uh, when Iggy comes what, out. A fire, it's no. a fire
1: extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. Fire extinguisher. Yeah, yeah, I I Iggy throws
0: br- a fire extinguisher.
1: Which I think in itself, that was a very well-written um, uh, part there. Because mm-hmm. I never in my life would have thought of throwing a fire extinguisher. Yet they say in the book, like in movies, you see where the hero grabs a fire extinguisher and hits somebody and then they get right back up. But when <laughs> he said his face literally exploded from <laughs> the impact of a fire extinguisher, I'm like, oh, my gosh, like that. That's got to be the He's strong AF. Like this this ape yeah, is like yeah. massively strong. It has great aim. like <laughs> has great aim at the same time.
0: Yeah, good aim. You should pitch for the Red Sox. Uh, and it's strong as hell. So I think death my uh, sticker should be scary as
3: shit. I what think my favorite thinking? line from uh, that scene is when Mike looks at Tommy like, "That's a goddamn Yeti," and he's like, <laughs> "Tommy looks back like, either I have seen Yetis so that that wasn't right a Yeti. Mm-hmm. There's no Yeti." Like the eye contact conversation that they had back and forth.
0: <laughs> yep. Quick question for everyone: With this, it, with Tommy, when Tommy said that that he's seen a Yeti and that's not a Yeti, he he knows what it is. With all of the the timeline hopping and shit like that that's going on in the books now, does Tommy show up in the new Devil's Desk?
2: Dun, dun, dun. Because it's on
0: a different timeline.
2: Spoiler warning.
0: I don't I don't know. I honestly, I don't know. I don't I'm know. asking because Tommy has said that he has seen a Yeti. So where in the timeline has Tommy seen a Yeti or in his life has Tommy seen a Yeti?
4: Mark's watching this one.
2: That's a, that's a good question.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Devil's desk three, Tommy, check. Got it. Thanks. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff.
0: Devil's yeah. desk is already written. You'd so have to put that in the third book. So, yeah. which hopefully yeah, there yeah. is because they're saying Dev- people that have read Devil's Desk, uh, the second one, they're saying that it's better than the first. So I'm excited. I'm looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. So, oh, yeah. um, they end up getting down into. There's an incinerator shaft that Deno tells them. Oh, we can get out this way. You have to go lower me down. Uh, this is where we drop the animals when they die. The gas gets released. They burn up, and they're you know they turn into nothing. I'll go down first to make sure it's safe. Boom! Red flag right there. Dino would never uh, do anything. Yeah. When I'm reading this, I'm like bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. There's no way she's <laughs> going down there first. She knows how to shut it off. She knows where the 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 the, the pressure sensor and everything is. And you find out that it's true as they lower Dino down. She ends up turning it off for a second and then turns it back on so that when she says, it's all clear, you can come through, Mike drops a dead sheep down there that's from the lab and it hits the sensor and boom, incinerates the sheep and Dino's thinking that it's Tommy. Mike thought he's, Dino thought that Mike sent Tommy down first. So Deneau thinks Tommy is now dead and Deneau leaves the dementia center off on her Um, own again
3: i'm gonna be honest here i was not expecting to hear tommy cussing (laughs) yeah
2: i'm listening to it
3: and i know it's It's like like, that bitch start killing
1: me she tried to kill me son (laughs) of a bitch
0: even mike was taken aback by that that was the best that was great 100%
1: 100%. Yeah, I think um, mm-hmm. I don't think anybody was expecting Tommy to cuss, but it's, uh, I think Tommy was still like, I can't believe this bitch really tried to kill me. Like, that is just mind yeah. boggling. Like, mm-hmm. all we've done. Um, who enjoyed the visual that Mark so graciously wrote out of Danone being flung around by Iggy? Oh, yeah, that was nice. I-
2: yeah, absolutely that was enjoyed
1: nice. That visual that happened 100%. Mm hmm.
2: Uh, I thought at any moment I was like, "That's it, that's it." Iggy's gonna smash her head, and everybody's gonna be like, "Yay!" and we're gonna throw a party. You know, we're gonna have a good fucking couple drinks. We're gonna be like, "Oh, that was awesome," and fucking move on with our lives. But no, how did she get? How did she pick up a thousand-year-old woman and not break anything?
0: <laughs> she got good. Go- she got good bones, I guess. She she oh, drinks God. a lot of milk. Milk and cigarettes. Did- There's calcium in her cigarettes.
3: <laughs> did not Mark so- ever explain what age Dino was? ancient
0: no they never really say her, her real age she's got to be in her 60s or 70s at least i'd say 70s. at least 70s is my opinion because i think th- they described her husband as in his 70s dating it like banging his 30 year old secretary or something to that effect so yeah. i think she's got to be in her 70s i think
2: they're around the same age so I'm sure Nate will fact check us in a second about it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Nate's, Nate, Nate's back at work. He's off his break. Uh, uh
4: <laughs> he'll uh, send me an email right, tomorrow about it. Yeah. Uh, gotta wait till next week. <laughs>
0: um, so we find out too, that the family, when they're out there in the, uh, out there in the woods, they end up having to, uh, climb trees to get away from the zombies. They think trip is missing. Uh, they think Trip fell out of the tree and they can't find him. Stephanie is all upset and everything like that. The next morning, Trip shows up on horseback with a group of guys. Now we find out that uh, if anybody was ever fans of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, that the Knights Templar and the Illuminati are actually real. They're a group of people from the ancient days that have been set to keep the world from falling into chaos. They have the Ark of the Covenant, the Cup of Christ, the Shroud of something, whatever. <laughs> yeah, Shroud <laughs> of Chiron, all that stuff. And Trip thinks they're at a Renaissance Fair, which is the funniest part about it.
1: 100%. But if that's their whole... Where the hell have they been? This world's been the shit the last couple of years.
2: Fucking hurting zombies?
1: Probably. Mm. Probably mm-hmm. still hurting zombies now.
2: So. And
3: I do got one question. From this point in the story, mm-hmm. how long has it been since it all started? It's only
1: a year, isn't it? It's not
3: very long. Yeah,
1: it's a couple of months. It's not a year. It's probably a couple months. Like, probably, like yeah. it's, I, it's, I would say it gotta be like around six months.
3: Because I thought... It, I thought no were sort of in before Christmas time and it didn't start in like Halloween
1: it started at Christmas time that's when the apocalypse hit I thought Actually, it was
0: December 8th I think it said there was something in this book about December 8th and I meant to write it down and I completely forgot about it but I think December 8th was the day that they released the virus Am I right yeah. or am I wrong? Yeah.
1: No, you're yeah. right. That's when, the, yeah. Okay. So summer.
0: it's, so it's, t- if you're watching this live, uh, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow is the day that the zombie play gets released. So it was oh, n- nice, you nice knowing that. you all. If you're watching this on Friday when it's released on the rest of the social webs <laughs> and everything like that, <laughs> we made it.
1: Hey. Sorry.
0: We haven't we watched it live.
2: <laughs> <laughs> What's that, uh, Matt?
1: Chris is saying something awesome. He said, like, are we going to overlook the suicide pack? No, we are not. Let's talk about that for a second. <laughs> talk about that the suicide happened. pack. You that go happened. over Uh mm-hmm. So the Tracy and BT, they I think both Tracy and BT, they were just over it. They were just like, you know, they're tired of sitting up in the tree all day. It's like, you know, I'm just going to sacrifice myself everybody get away. And then Gary's like, no, I'll do it. I'm the slower one. I'll do it. And it's like that, like everybody just kind of had their, their energies and their will is just like rock bottom. And -hmm. then it's like, all of a sudden, everybody's like, you know what? No, we're going to figure this out. We're going to make a plan and we're going to get out of it. And then no sooner do they do that, here comes the Knights of Templar, just (laughs) ready to go. I mean, I get Stephanie's aspect of it. Like Stephanie's just like, I'm done. My husband, loving my life, is not here anymore. I'm ready to call it crits, whatever. But I think Tracy and B T just had really, really low uh just wills to live after that. They're like if I can just sacrifice myself to give the zombies a distraction for everybody else to leave, I'm willing to do it.
0: Who do you think out of that group had the best chance of distracting the zombies and keeping them the most occupied?
1: I'm gonna say
3: no. I'm gonna say one of the kids, just in a, um The oldest son, too.
0: Travis or Justin? Justin's the oldest.
3: Travis and Justin. If they both did it together, jumped on the ground Mm -hmm. because they're the man of house now because they think Mike's dead. So they would take that role of, okay, we'll meet at this location. We'll do our best you get there, but mm-hmm. you, make some sort of plan. You know what I mean. You
0: would think it would be the boys? Kind of how Mike s- sacrifices himself constantly for his family, but by some sheer of yeah. dumb luck, ends up making it out. That they think that the the apple doesn't fall too far from the tree, and that if the boys try to do something like that, that they're going to survive yeah. as well. It, it good, possibly good. Good, good, good view on that. Definitely, and
3: I and I can see BT like, oh hell, no, you're not, like, right, bad family dynamic.
0: I mean, how long do you think you could sit up in a tree? I'm a guy. Are they, die, they're, so... they're there pretty much overnight, aren't they? Are they there? Yeah, they... literally okay. overnight. Yeah, yeah.
3: overnight.
0: Yeah, I would fall out the second I would uh I, I would nod off and just fall because I have literally. Falling asleep standing up for like half a second. I have been been. in my life,
1: and I Uh, bet that was when you were doing night shift. I did that a lot when I was working night shift, just nodding out. I was playing a
0: gig. I had my guitar in my hand doing a show (laughs) up on Hampton Beach, and this is when I was working at. I was working on a farm driving a truck, so I'd get to work at three a.m. I'd work till like two p.m. I would go to sleep for a couple of hours and then have to go play a show from nine to uh, one. I did it up on Hampton Beach and I was literally so tired and I was just exhausted. I'm sitting there playing like this and I literally, my eyes closed and my head hit the microphone mid song. And I went, oh shit. this (laughs) is Okay. I need to wake the hell up. (laughs) So I have literally fallen asleep standing up. It was brief. I nodded off briefly but i was like wow so if i was ever in that tree i'd be gone i would have been gone first off i don't ask mary i'll tell you this i don't do well when i'm tired i'm a miserable mm-hmm. a-hole when i'm tired Me too. Me too.
1: <laughs> i would prefer to just be quiet and not say anything and i would just have like a scowl on my face until i go lay down like i'm a i'm it's, I'm, I'm such an asshole when i'm tired
2: yep I, i'm thinking about the people in the crowd at this show they're like
1: it was in a,
0: all right. Hampton beach is one of those weird places where it was, it was, it would be, everybody would bar hop. So it was during a downtime when it really wasn't that busy. Like everybody would start there, go to a And you tell bars, yourself whatever you want to hear. <laughs> there was
2: a bunch of people that watch you have a mini stroke on stage. They, they everybody was like, is he good? Yeah, hey bro, is I he good? And did you come back to it? it? <laughs> uh, you better.
0: I wish I could remember what song I was playing too, but I, I don't have a clue. So, but yeah, that 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 actually happened. That's uh, hilarious. <laughs> so, uh, trips on horseback, Renaissance fair, guys. We find out that the head dude—I don't remember his name—of the Knights Templar or Illuminati, whatever you want to call them, was Mike's. Was it? It was his superior. Drill his drill, I it's sergeant drill sergeant in like the, the maria. Three. Like how small is this world that anybody in that, they, that, that Mike's drill sergeant would be the head dude of the the Illuminati that is setting all of the zombies. They sent the zombies down to the dementia Center because they know that this is the evil of the, the epicenter of evil for everything that's going on. And they have to destroy it no matter what. Like what are the odds of that dude being in charge? And knowing Mike, like crazy how small this world is. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted yep. it's, it's a, it's a work of fiction and it made it better, but shit like this has happened in the real world. I am guessing, yeah, you know, not yeah. zombie apocalypse and stuff, but just, you know, you go on vacation and you're like, Oh my God, they know so-and-so and you're like, you know, you're nine States away and like, Oh, they live up the street. Like we've literally had that happen. It's like, Oh shit. Mm-hmm. I live in Oxford. I know where that is. And blah, 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 blah. But like, okay. We went to Vegas to get away from people. We don't want to see people that we know. (laughs) So, So Tracy and all them now all want to get back to the Demency Center to save Mike. Like they think after he did all of this to get them to go to leave that they have to now get back there to save them. It's like, do they not know yet that Mike has the ability to get out of any situation And like BT says, no matter what, Mike always ends up on top, you know, (laughs) Mike takes a shit. Eventually it's going to smell like roses because that's just the way Mike is. So why would they want to get back there to try to save him knowing that there's over a couple hundred thousand zombies trying to get into the facility? Like, do they think that the nine of them are going to do it?
1: I think they just had to be like to see it for themselves. You know what I mean? Like, just to, like, in some way, shape, or form verify that, like, you know, there's nothing they could do.
4: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, they, they need verification that Mike yeah. would be
1: dead? Or, or at least, like, there was, like, they couldn't do anything, like, any last-minute heroics. Mm-hmm. True. You know, like, I mean, yes, they, they've had a lot of, they've had already in this in this series, like, with uh, uh, Brandon coming in, with Brandon coming in last minute, a uh, uh, Spanish guy with the tra- with the tractor trailer coming in last minute. Like Alex. they've had multiple situations where, um, what the hell was the Spanish guy's name? Alex. Alex. Thank Alex. You. Um, that Alex. Got me so yeah, they've had multiple times throughout this series where it was like a last minute effort that could like completely turn the tides. And I think for them, they just had to be like, I have to be there just in case.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, okay. You also have to consider the power of family and love. Like you would do anything for them, You risk your own life behind it.
0: Which is what if Mike does a, for them. So it's they. He does it for them. They're gonna do it for him.
3: Yeah, and there's a small, even a small chance of them getting in and seeing if he's okay or not. They're gonna do it.
4: Mm-hmm. Good but point. When
3: I mean, they get there. They obviously see thousands mm-hmm. of zombies they are like, okay, we cannot do anything. We're just hoping pray he gets out.
0: Yep. Yeah. Um Mike ends up does getting out. Him and Tommy end up finding their way, you know, they escape from the gorilla the giant gorilla that is wreaking apeshit havoc on the base. They get That's down fun. Yeah, <laughs> they get down through the tunnel because the gas time's out. And Tommy says, is it Tommy or Mike that says, do you smell hot dogs and beans? No, it's, it's not, Tommy. Is it Tommy? Yeah. And they find pork chop. oh, Pork I chop's don't. alive. That yeah. made me happy. But in one of the scenes, I forgot about this, that when all the zombies were coming into the room before they end up going down, Tommy sees Doc as a zombie. Uh. So we know that Doc mm-hmm. didn't make it. Doc's ultimate goal was to cure the zombie virus and kill Tomas for what Tomas did to his family. And Doc isn't going to get that chance now. Sorry, mm-hmm. Um, Because Doc succumbed to the zombies and he got eaten.
1: I will say it was a little weird that Tommy had that emotional reaction to seeing Doc. Because mm-hmm. I mean, I get that Tommy you know still had emotions towards people and everything, but Doc was gonna kill him, like and he Tommy he, knew that, yeah, and yeah, like i I mean I get not being happy that he's dead, but mm-hmm. like I think the, the the overwhelming sadness that he felt and the dread that he felt mm-hmm. about seeing Doc like that um was that was a surprising emotional uh uh reaction,
0: do you think Tommy was like whew, dodged a bullet?
3: No, I think it was uh, guilt because Eliza did make him uh, kill his family Mm -hmm. and all that. I think it was just pure guilt.
2: Yeah, I mean, Um, the whole reason they were even in any of that area was because they were going to look for the cure because the vaccine wouldn't help Doc, but the cure would. And they were like, do you have any of this cure? So that's kind of why they went and why they even showed up and found Iggy.
3: I'll I'll be right back. The dogs are going
0: nuts. No problem. (laughs) Do what you got to do with the dogs. We've all been there. Uh, Yeah, Uh, they go looking for Doc because they know that Doc has the notes. Doc has the cure and try to help Justin and BT. So in a sense, Mike's goal of that whole thing of finding Doc to get them cured, he won. He got that. That's what happened. Justin and BT are now cured. But then Doc... Was given mike the cold shoulder and his whole mission and everything is now to kill tomas and he's not he didn't get that chance you know Mm -hmm. he got eaten beforehand but we find out that doc sacrificed himself to save pork chop and pork chop is held up in uh janitor's closet pretty much uh the volunteer firefighter area where him and the other guy would go camping or, you know, pseudo camping or do whatever they would do uh, just to kind of get away. That was his little, his home away from home in there. And there's a bunch of firefighter apparatuses. It's the volunteer firefighter area that has the heavy duty fireproof Kevlar outfits. And they say, zombies can't bite through this we should put all this on and let's turn the fire hose on. And we can do crowd control and push the zombies out and try to get out. Porkchop knows a way to get out of the building. Sort of There's a whole big scene before that. So mm-hmm. it's, you, know, you guys all got to read all that. It's really, it's not prevalent to the story, but it's kind of funny and humorous, but mm-hmm. it's just happy that pork chops alive. Uh, so, you know, they go crazy with the fire hose, pushing the zombies back, but the zombies are now thinking and the zombies are now, more advanced because they're staying just out of range of the fire hose of not being pushed back. So the zombies are once again showing signs that they are mentally progressing and becoming smarter. Uh, They end up getting out of the building. But as they're getting, this is the part that kind of confused me. They get out of the building as the building's being bombed. It's like two different scenes between the end and this where, you know, they blow the shit out of the building to try to get to, to get up. But, but it's like just as Mike and Tommy are making it out that the, the, the Illuminati guys are blowing the building up as Tracy and all of them are on the outside trying to get back in. So everybody's trying to get back to this horrible place with hundreds of thousands of zombies and two people that are just trying to get out. Or three people now because they have pork chop with them. Um, which it's just kind of like again, that's just the way Mike is. He he finds a way, like BT says, a way to get out of any situation.
2: Mm-hmm. Don't forget else- the whole time this is going on, Ron is having like a little side quest going on where you get that first person perspective from the zombie that's walking into the house. Cause it was chasing the deer. And then I don't remember who the zombie ate, but Ron's in the house with Nancy and he's already like, it's super, super, super um, for it. If you kind of, that was good, Chris. Um, but yeah, that's like super introspective on one of the other Talbots. Cause I don't think you get one of those glimpses into like Gary's head, but Ron, you get like, you kind of get the feel of Ron after that. And then, at the same time, he's facing another loss because the zombie just rolled up in his house and ate somebody. And you get first person pet the zombie. Who did it eat? Who did the zombie eat? Do we the know? The girl. It was um, a girl from Jess. the girl from
1: Riley. The girl from was it, Riley. Was it Angel? Yes. No. No. Jess. The girl from Riley. Yes. Yes.
0: Jess. Jess. Jess.
1: It's Jess. <laughs> yeah. I didn't read that.
0: <laughs> I didn't read Riley yet. That's the one yeah. series I have no. not written yet.
1: That was that just yell from the back. Be- I, <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> I heard it. Yeah, I heard it.
0: Maybe crack up. Thank you, Mel.
4: Thank
0: you, Mel.
1: Thanks, babe.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, <laughs> I think- No, not thanks, babe. I don't want your wife to think I'm hitting on it. her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's hard not to do. Um, so I think Book Riley is really good because it gives you that um, – Middle perspective, because if you remember when, um, Ron- also, how old is Ron's daughter that left that got that with the zombie?
0: Uh, early, she 20s. was an adult, she was early to early to mid 20s. I think <laughs> when Ron and uh his wife were talking, she's like, She's 20, yeah, she Which was is an what adult I, out on her own
1: and made her own choices, but like from um, and I must have just been Mike thinking of her as a child. Instead mm-hmm. of like a, an adult, which might have been like where I messed up the perspective. Because in my mind, I'm like, are you picking up a five-year-old or a 20-year-old like they're saying over there? Which I thought was a little confusing. I think just Mike's mindset went back to when she was a baby. You know what I mean? So I think that's kind of what it is. But um, if you remember in that scene when Mike had to call Ron, um, mm-hmm. uh, he said they said, oh, somebody's here to see you. And they never let Justin have that conversation with um with uh, Jess, which I think is, I think that's pretty sad too. You know, like Jason couldn't get, I mean, uh, yeah, uh, Jason, right? Yeah. Jason couldn't get any type of word uh, to talk to Jess. And I think that that kind of sucks a little bit.
0: Mm-hmm. Who's Jason? Am I saying Justin, Justin?
1: Justin, Justin.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Just, Justin. Just Jason's ex-girlfriend. So it's, it's Justin's is
1: Justin and Jess. Yes.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that must have been a typo on uh,
1: Chris. Yeah, come on, Chris.
0: Yeah, get with okay. it, buddy.
1: Huh? go play. Go. <laughs> okay, that
0: that explains it. That I couldn't. I'm like, who the hell is this person that got eaten? Like, <laughs> I don't remember this person at all. But yeah, the the, the the first person thing of the zombie, and it gives you the the thought process of the zombies. It's kind of the first time we've seen the zombies in the first mm-hmm. person how they think, like, what they think, how they move, how their reactions are. And it's, it's kind of foreshadows for when you get into um uh, Dewey. Is it Dewey? Yeah, Dewey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, when the zombies start getting smarter because they're getting, you know, the injections, but that's a totally different story <laughs> in and of itself. Um, we find out uh, at the end of this story, after everything that's happened, the place gets blown up, blah, 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 that Tommy has been watching Mike. Tommy and Mike are in uh, the 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 holding area. There, before Iggy comes yeah. out. In the room. That Mike asks Tommy, "How long have you been, you know, been watching me?" And Tommy's like, "I've been watching you since before you were born." Tommy stopped Mike from being switched at birth in the the hospital. Mike almost became Mike Murphy and not Mike Talbot. You know. Tommy's been mm-hmm. watching him since his great 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 grandfather, or whatever it is. Like everything that's happened in Mike's life, or Mike's family's life, was a product directly of Tommy. So, Tommy has kind of set Mike on this path the entire way, and with yeah. Mike's whole family, with everything it's, you know, your your great 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 grandfather won a lot in poker, and he was going to go to the pub. If he went to the pub and drank it all away and everything else, he would have died, you know, two days later and, and spent all of his money and Tommy's just, you know, end up sending him home. Tommy has a way of diverting everything in Mike's life to get him to this point where they are now. And it's kind of crazy that how Tommy can do all that.
2: Yeah. 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 Yeah, Tommy saved that Talbot in the trenches in World War One.
1: Yeah.
4: Sorry, I couldn't check him
0: upstairs. Uh, bummer. Uh, sorry, related to a news story, a cop in Waltham just got, I grew up in Waltham, uh, got into an accident today and and died, so it's probably somebody that I know. So, uh, sorry, dude. No, I don't know who exactly who it is. You just told me you just that there was an accident and Waltham and the the car and a cop and the cop died. The cop just died at the scene. So bummer. Um, Yeah. So a lot happens in this book. I like this book as we start to wrap things up. Um, I like this book because it is what it, what the story says. It is kind of a new beginning where this starts the whole thing where you find out where the virus started, what it was supposed to do. That it can cross species, and now we have a giant silverback gorilla going on. And you want to find out what happens next. Where does the story go with this? How is this going to happen? Uh, are you
3: raising your hand,
4: yeah. Robbie, um, or are you
0: just scratching your forehead?
3: I, I got a question. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I'd want to get two head. Um, did they make it to Ron's house after, uh, was it this book or the next book? They, made they haven't it made it back to then.
0: Ron's house yet. They end up, um, that they, they Mike and, I mean, Tracy and them are on their way up to Ron's. And Mike and Trip and Porkchop are at like a service station uh, trying to get gas. And Mike ends up finding a case of beer and everything else. And the, the two paths cross on the highway. And then they're setting out to get on the run. So that's how the story okay. ends. That's how the book ends. They're on the way back to Ron's.
3: Because I thought it ended. when um he got into the house. And he saw his Jeep. And all that. And it ends right after that.
4: Up at Ron's?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought that's how it ended.
0: I don't remember. I try to remember so much of this and I don't remember that part of the
3: book. Yeah, no, I, I, I so will okay. I'm thinking ahead.
1: I'm probably thinking ahead. My bad. Yeah, I nope. think one of, my, right. one of my one of my one of my last comments on this one would be, uh, I love that Mike risked his life for a case of beer at the end. <laughs> I'm not it gonna lie. Do, do, it was, was it say what kind of beer it was? They didn't, no, but I'm not gonna lie. If it was, if I saw a bottle of my favorite whiskey on the ground and it was Tuesday after all that, after all that shit, and I saw that I would I'd fucking do it too. Not even I'm not even gonna lie. Even, if, it it. even if it's warm. Even if it's warm. Even care. if it's warm, I don't even care. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh shit. I knew the cop that died. Uh sorry. <laughs> damn sorry. Yeah. sorry
4: sorry no. dude.
0: rest in peace officer tracy um yeah that's that's kind of sucky sorry to end the show in a down note uh side stuff going on here um but yeah it's kind of mind-blowing i think it's funny that they they met on the road going back up to ron's i uh, like all the gin joints yeah. in all the world again that's where their paths cross uh and end up getting out um And going up there and and stuff, it's um, yeah. So, let's uh, let's put a pin in that for tonight. Let's pick it up uh, next week with book nine. As hey, real quick, uh, real quick, yeah, yeah, go ahead, real quick.
2: Um, first off, Ivan, this podcast is every week on Wednesday. There's a ton of episodes on Spotify if you just click the like because you got to click the like and everybody that's listening right now before we sign off, don't forget to click the like because you could win a cameo from Mark Tufo. Sorry. Yes.
0: (laughs) Aaron, you do know that you are, because you're on this episode, you are, you are uh, not in the running for that cameo. Correct.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's cool. I, I've, I've got enough pictures of Mark in a uh, elf costume in my head. I'm, I'm good without it.
0: <laughs> All right. Cool. Uh, uh, final thoughts before we go, Robbie, because you are the newbie here. What are your final thoughts on this book here?
3: It was action-packed. Uh, I actually thought don't know, was getting Bill Kiritar into this book because you can see her taking a, you can see what she wants in this book. She -hmm. wants leadership. She wants control of everything. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a glimpse of when she gets to Edna, that's what she wants to do. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Even though it was only a couple hours. And I believe it when she was in watching the security cams, she was like, Oh, I told you he was gonna be an issue. Yeah, Dino, like, Deneau
0: constantly backs the wrong horse. Like she doesn't put her trust in Mike. And she's even said it's like, I should have backed that horse. I should have stayed on Mike's side. I picked the wrong side. Can there be redemption and retribution in a uh what's it called? Uh not a a a Mending, I, I'm, that's not the word I'm looking for, but that's what it is. Of the relationship with Mike and deno
1: hell no! <laughs> I,
3: be, I believe it's like a mutual, uh, like a love hate relation. Like, mm-hmm. I back you up, you back me up, I hate you, and I hate you back. Yeah, Dino needs
0: Dino needs Mike to survive because she wouldn't have survived this long yeah. without him, and I think Even Mike she tries needs to, to too. yeah. Cause Deneau so, keeps Mike going forward. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. So, so
0: Aaron, final thoughts.
2: Um, to piggyback on what Robbie was just talking about. I like that Deneau is so shrewd and sharp and shitty, but she never really wins. You know what I mean? Like she had this facility for two hours before it got damn near bombed. She had it in a station for not a long period of time before it got fucking nuked. You know what I mean? Like, she's she's always setting herself up, and it's always the end of the world when she starts winning, but she never really pulls off the, you know, she, there's always a swan song. There's never a, oh, I'm going to be the, I, I'm the new Thanos. No, dude, you, you just keep you keep setting yourself up to be the right way, and you end up being Loki, you know? I hate it for wait, you.
3: <laughs> did I not get nuked or did it get over one? I'm trying to kind of man. You talking, talking about Edna? Yeah. Yeah, Antler, they set up a new inside. I thought she escaped by plane. It crashed, and are we going like into book sixteen?
1: Yeah, I think we're on book sixteen now. Oh, <laughs> yeah. that's yeah
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I can't, I can't remember past book eight right now. So we'll <laughs> have mm-hmm. you back on for book sixteen, Rob. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> yeah.
1: Sounds like a plan. All right, Amber. Final thoughts. Uh, I love the fact that this was, what, uh, uh, nine hours of him just escaping a facility, and it still was so action-packed and full of, like, just bang, 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 bang. And I feel like this entire book, you, I feel like it could have ended until Tommy said there's more vampires fucking coming and it's like it's um and i'm not gonna lie at this part of the book like we're eight books deep i Mm kind of i I was i was in the back of my mind i'm like please don't let this be a fucking walking dead thing where at every book there's just like another threat another threat another threat like oh my god but this is completely different if you guys just got up to this point um in the series it's nowhere near like that it's not the same shit different person you know what i mean there's so many different things that happen and it's not necessarily a new evil at the end of every book so that's what i um that's what i really really enjoyed about this series because it very easily could have went in that direction and it did not
0: it's an additional <laughs> additional evil
4: yeah, yeah.
0: you know pain and her merry band of sisters or whatever they are uh are coming yeah. over from
2: from europe This book was a day. It was one day in the life of these people, and it just, just (laughs) like Amber said, it just never stopped. You're like, this was a 24 hour. This like this was an episode of 24. Mm -hmm. Like that's wild.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Great. So, all right, guys, we are gonna wrap things up here. Thank you to everyone who watched. Anybody who did like, you got one last shot. If you haven't hit the like button yet, to be entered into the free cameo that we are giving away uh, of. Mark, uh, dressed up in his favorite little elf suit. Um, we're gonna have to send him an elf suit now because he's not gonna go right. him. <laughs> he's not literally. gonna be an elf suit. We're just busting his balls, uh, for cameo for Christmas. Next week is gonna be our last, uh, panel show. Of the year. So if you want to get on that, shoot me an email, Michael Talbot Podcast at iCloud.com, and we will get you on. It's a lot of fun. Thank you to everybody in the chat that joined us for the first time. I can see a couple of new people. I can see Beth and Ivan, Uh, summer for the first time watching us. Someone's been on the show before, but first time watching us in the chat. Thank you guys very much. This is why we do it for all of you to meet other fans and to talk to them about these stories that we love. Sorry, I'm a little. Spacey uh at the end here, but just got some really bad news. So gonna try to make the best of the night. So thank you guys all very much. Thank you to my co-host, Amber. Thank you to Aaron for joining us and newcomer Robbie, who will be back on book sixteen without a doubt. Uh thank you guys very much. All of you have a good night, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you. See you guys later. Have a good peace. You have been listening to The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast. Copyright 2023 by Chestnut Hill Studios. Hosted by Jeff Royds. Co-hosted by Amber Smith. Technical advisor, Mary Napoli. Music by Burnt Ends. The Chronicles of Michael Talbot, the podcast, is a production of Chestnut Hill Studios. No part of this recording can be rebroadcast, remixed, rewind, remastered, rewrapped without the express written concern of Chestnut Hill Studios. Follow the show on Facebook and Instagram, and don't forget to give us a five-star rating and review. It does help others find the show. And it makes us feel good about ourselves. Make sure to check out the collective works of Mark Dupo at markdupo.com or available on Amazon or audio version on Audible. For booking information, email us at Podcast
4: at icloud.com. This is the end of the show. You may now go about your regularly scheduled day.